This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast for visiting television, sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Auto Man, episodes four and five. Well, your suggestion that I see if there were any other disappearances in the Caribbean was a good one. My friend, the FBI computer, says six more men have vanished on business trips to San Cristobal Island in the past 18 months. With no trace? Well, no, not exactly. Last month, the body of one of the missing men washed up on Wynwood Key in Florida. Body? Otto, does your friend at the FBI know the cause of death? Sorry, Walter, the sharks didn't leave much to analyze. I better call the lieutenant. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast recording its basement sessions. <laughs> I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? We've got to take a detour. To the morgue. <laughs> you know what's real, Jordan? What's that? We're recording in person for the first time in what's got to be more than a year. I know, it's crazy. We're, uh, we're down now in my basement. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. Surrounded by many boxes the homeowners <laughs> have left here for me. Uh, I think this is probably the setup that a lot of people doing podcasts have. Well, I think this is how Nirvana recorded their early albums. <laughs> yeah. This will, it is just as good. <laughs> just as good. Mm-hmm. We'll be just as successful. Mm-hmm. All right, Jordan. I understand. You've got a game for us today. I do. Anytime we do one of these weird shows that seem, at least to me, like plots and things are sort of just like picked out of a hat, I think... It's time to build an episode. So we are going to build an episode of Auto Man. Have we done this before? We, we have. Oh, great. Okay. So the basic rules is it's essentially like the old game MASH that you did as a kid. Maybe you didn't do oh, it. Oh, with but... the little hand thing, the little so, paper thing? So what it is is there's a bunch of, uh, I'll give you a bunch of categories, and uh, you're going to also uh, come up with one for these. We're going to do a number, and then it's going to come up with an episode, and we'll see what our episode looks like. Great. It'll make sense once we get through it. All right. So, I wish you had built one of those little paper things. I should have. I should have. So Okay, so the first thing, the places that it could take place, this episode, a tennis court. Okay. Ancient caves. Okay. Space station. Okay. Racetrack. Okay. A traveling carnival, okay. or what do you think? Oh, I get to pick one? Yeah. You already said space, so I'm, that's out of the question. And you've already said carnival, so circus is out of the question. Mm-hmm. And I picked tennis court because I was hoping for a Jimmy Connors-esque episode because we've already had a dance one, but we didn't have a tennis one. Oh, that's right. Although mm-hmm. we've been promised in the opening, mm-hmm. haven't we? Um, let's say um, the UN. You got it. All right. And uh, in the episode... Auto Man is going to learn about, and by the way, I did this before this ep- the episode where he learns about stuff. So he's going to learn about pride, envy, greed, lust, gluttony, or Luke. Oh, uh, what sins are left? Um, um, let's say he's going to learn about animal husbandry. Hmm, that's the that's the seventh sin, right? Yeah, that's the last one. Um, so the basic plot of the episode is going to be people being killed in their dreams. Okay. A bomb countdown. Okay. Demon possession. Okay. Police budget cuts. Okay. And mobsters using wineries as a front. I thought there had to be a mobster because every episode seems to have a mobster. Oh, very mob heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm, I have to come up with one? Mm-hmm. Something he's going to confront. Eh? This is the crime or whatever. Mm-hmm. The crime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can change the category to say crime or whatever. <laughs> it's a good. It's a, um, Auto Man has to move Wally to a new apartment. <laughs> 
It's not a crime, but it's something. It's an obstacle. Yeah, yeah. While he's moving. He's moving. The stakes have never been higher. There's those two more things. The random object that's going to show up in the episode is a bag full of diamonds, a smelly old couch, poisoned food, a super-powered suit, like another super-powered suit, or a picture frame. Okay. What do you think? How about some flashy shoes? All right. I like that one. I don't know how that's evocative of anything. Um, hey, there's a smelly couch. Why can't yeah, there be flashy shoes? You're right. And the last thing is, because it's become a trend on this show, is Auto Man costume change. And he's either going to dress up as a chef, a pirate, an astronaut, a construction worker, or a mime. And one no, more. No, you missed cowboy, so we'll add cowboy. Cowboy. That's your uh, Western Canada coming out. There you go. It's uh, a lot of cosplay for Auto Man. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to need from you is a number between 1 and 10. One and ten, eh? Mm. Should I just roll? Should I do? Should I roll and make this totally random? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Seven. So give me a moment. I'm going to punch it into the continuing drag computer, <laughs> and we'll find out what this answer is. So give me a second. Okay, we're back. Listeners don't know, but we left while the computer uh, ran its calculations. <laughs> took about seventeen hours, but the uh, it's finished now. It's worth it. It's worth it. So, this is what the episode's going to look like, and we'll see what this episode is. And I think this is similar to how the writers of this show come up with episodes. So, the place it's going to take place on a racetrack. Okay. Automan is going to learn about animal husbandry. So thanks Makes for that. Makes sense. Makes sense. The basic plot of the episode is going to be about police budget cuts. Okay. Random object is a pair of flashy shoes. Oh. And Automan will be dressed at some point in the episode as a cowboy. What do you think that episode is? Oh, well, I mean, I think there are budget cuts happening at uh, the LAPD. Mm-hmm. It may affect Wally's position as computer boy. Mm-hmm. As, that's, what his, that's what his card says. Yeah, LAPD, yeah computer, computer boy. boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, when they get a crime that involves illegal betting at a racetrack, Automan obviously dresses as a cowboy, but the only clue they have is the villain has flashy shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, of course, Automan, to get in the mood to play a cowboy, he watches a bunch of videos on animal hus- husbandry, and we get, like, a real gross scene midway through where he practices it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. I think that's a good episode. That's a pretty good episode of Automan. I think it's a solid six, which for this show is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty good. I, I mean, it, well, it couldn't be an episode of Auto Man, though, because he doesn't pretend to be a millionaire. So. <laughs> well, it's a good segue to uh, episode four, Ships of the Night. All right, here's the IMDb summary for episode four. A businessman goes missing in San Cristobal, so Curtis and Roxanne are sent to find him. Walter finds out that others have disappeared, and one was found dead, so he and Otto rush down to warn them. So this episode starts, as the synopsis implies, in San Cristobal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, real place or fake place? Well, it's funny. I looked it up, and it's hard to tell because that particular name is used in many cities and actually a couple little islands and stuff. So I don't know if it's real or not. I think it's supposed to just be a generic enough Spanish town name that it can be used for this island. I don't think it's supposed to be a real place. Yeah, the Google search I did brought back uh, San Cristobal, Mexico in Mexico, but that is a landlocked mm-hmm. city, so it couldn't have been that one. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate, uh, there's a rich guy there, and he's there because I guess um, this island or her coastal place is known as being a real tax shelter of some sort. Like mm-hmm. it, How that plays into the crime of this is a little hard to say, but I guess it attracts a lot of rich people. Yeah. 
and he's meeting with a criminal named Bobby Sawyer. And uh, essentially, get, correct me if I'm wrong, he needs, this, this rich man needs $2 million to upgrade his hotel. I didn't understand exactly what the transaction was about. I know they started talking about cocaine right away, yeah, but they, but it, I didn't know what the exact use of the cash was right away. It was I, I for some reason in my head it was a hotel, but I don't know why I think that. But he needs two million dollars. He does not want to get a bank loan for some reason, <laughs> not clear. But he has five hundred and thirty k in the bank, which he's hoping to leverage to get two million dollars. And of course, Bobby's just like, "Have you thought about selling cocaine?" <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, the amount of times you and I have had that conversation where it just comes to like, have you just thought about selling cocaine? And this guy is just like, is like, um, sure, why not? I'll give that a try. Yeah. Well, no, the guy's like, have you thought about selling cocaine? He's like, I haven't. He's like, it's really easy, and you make a lot of money. And he's like, sold. So let's give let's give it a shot. Uh, and then we we cut to the next day. This man's on an airplane. Theoretically, I I, I thought they were probably smuggling the cocaine when it started. But in fact, uh, all that happens is uh, Bobby Sawyer has one of his goons pull a gun and toss the man well, out of the airplane. That was something that made me laugh because it, it looked okay. It was one of those, you know, you'll know the era, like it becomes the stunt guy jumping out of the plane sort of thing. Um, and it looks fine. But I wasn't sure what, <laughs> I wasn't sure why they were on the plane. It's like, I'm like, they're not transporting coke. They're not transporting money. And not only that, I think he's come to the plane with his cash and they're like I'm like but where are you flying him to like you know it's gonna go bad yeah it, it did seem a bad thing and i'm gonna i'm gonna go the stunt wasn't the best because well. the, the rich man is uh, quite elderly with quite silver hair <laughs> and when you cut to the stunt man <laughs> flying out of the plane quite a luscious head of black hair i'm fine with that i i liked it i actually even think and i'm sure is the truth was not even shot for auto man. I'm sure it's just some stock footage. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think it was the same. I think it was just like we have a stock footage guy falling on a plane. This works because they'll use it a couple times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> At any rate, this is kind of the the premise is when we get back to L.A., Detective Curtis and Roxanne are put on the case <laughs> of this missing rich guy because the mayor wants them to look into well, it. It's something that's come up before on this show, which is weird because the Los Angeles Police Department is constantly called on cases that are out of their jurisdiction. And they always have to try to talk it away. The captain's always like, like my buddy from the federal government says we need us to do it because we're the best. And it's always like, why? Why can't these, why did you even set it in Los Angeles? Because they want to go to these locales, I guess. But yeah, they yeah. just, it's just funny that they, there's no reason why this Los Angeles Police Department would be doing these cases. This crime in particular, no part of the crime took place anywhere near Los Angeles. It's totally outside of their jurisdiction. But yeah. if the mayor says so, yeah. we're going. Yeah. And, uh, they're being sent under the auspice of being a wealthy old man and his secre secretary slash mistress. <laughs> well, what I like about it, though, is um, I don't know what the I can't remember what the guy's name is. Let me look up the uh, uh, the captain, Cap the Captain Boyd, Captain Boyd, Captain Boyd. Um, he says to them, you guys are going to go because he really likes Jack because, you know, Jack's the be all and end all for him. And he wants Roxanne to go with him for reasons. And then he says to Wally, Wally, go use that computer. Go make him an unbreakable cover. That's what he wants the computer to make It's just it's such a tight alibi and uh there's no way you could ever pick holes in these characters they've created and it's just a business guy and his secretary and like, I was, it was very funny i was like my man it's what 1984 nobody can check up on anything yeah 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 so i know it's like who are you my name is john is it yeah done done you 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 can't you can't be it's it's unbreakable yeah anyway cut to wally he's going down to his home computer basement as always 
And uh, Otto Man's been doing research on the crime already. I guess he's already set up the alibi. So in his free time, he was looking into the missing person. You mentioned he goes down to his, his basement. And I know we're not talking about the next episode, but the next episode, he's in a completely different house. Did you notice that? Oh, that was established sort of in the pilot. Remember that old lady? He rents an apartment in a house, and the old lady appears to just let him use the basement as a computer room. Right. So who is that his apartment? That's not his apartment. No, 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 no. That's just purely, he purely uses the basement as a huge computer room. So I don't, it seems like such a weird decision for a set. Like, why not just have him have a house then? That he has, every, like, why even introduce the landlady and all these, it just seems No stupid. one would believe a computer boy could afford their own house. I suppose, man. You, an- <laughs> you answered my questions. But yes, he's down there. Auto Man's been looking into the crime. And what he's discovered is that, in fact, six rich dudes have gone missing there. Uh, one was even found in Florida after being mostly eaten by sharks. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. nice touch to that. By the way, this is our second episode where um, people have gone missing by being taken up in planes. And people can't figure it out. I mean, there's no better way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're in a plane. Yeah, basically disappear. Yeah. So basically they're like, oh, we better warn Detective Curtis and Roxanne and San Cristobal. There's more missing people and that this is probably very dangerous or whatever. I mean, obviously it's dangerous. You're looking to a missing person. Uh, And so Auto Man picks up the phone and uses his computer voice to attempt to, like, call San Cristobal. And he's like, oh, the phone lines are down on the entire island or Mm -hmm. the entire town. We're going to have to fly there and warn them ourselves. Yeah. And I was just like, man, oh, man, this is such, like, why do they paint themselves into such a corner? <laughs> and that's what I thought. In order to just get that, like, just be like, oh, you need to go well. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what the funny thing. It's They've created this conflict to the only result of that is there's an extra scene that they have to work their way out of, which is like, why would the the police department, why would they just not have had the, the captain go, hey, Jack and Wally, you guys are going. And Roxanne's there, too. Sure. I mean, maybe it's what you've said in the past. It's just like they needed it was, the episode wasn't long enough, so yeah. here's some pretext to like. Yeah, I mean, like the, these this conflict. Can you imagine? It's like yeah, so they, it's just so they can go fly there now. Yeah, they jump in the auto plane, fly down to San Cristobal. But I think the first time we've seen the auto plane in a while. I actually thought they weren't going to use it anymore because they'd been using the helicopter, um, and we got a couple shots of the auto plane. But what I like is. I think also this episode is a little short because the amount of one, we have an extended opening credits, which we haven't had in episodes before um, in this episode. And then also the flying scene takes like a couple minutes. They just keep flying. And there's one part where no one's saying anything. It's just Auto Man and Wally are just sitting in a plane. I'm like, wow, this is quiet. They make a lot of small talk about a movie they watched, (laughs) which I'd never heard of this movie. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even even remember. Although, is it me or did the autoplane look better? It did look better. I thought the same thing. It looked better because I think originally it was supposed to be a car that flew and someone went, no, no, let's just make it its own design. So they've like streamlined it a little bit. I actually was like, oh, that autoplane looks pretty cool. Actually, Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, they get to San Cristobal. They land the autoplane. It obviously disappears once they land on the uh, runway, which Mm -hmm. why do they keep running, landing on runways? All these security. Why do they keep running on runways? It can land anywhere they want, right? I don't know. Just turn into the autocopter and then land anywhere. But security shows up when you land on this place and they like pull out their guns. They're like, what are you doing here? What happened to your plane? And uh, Wally's just like, we don't have time for this. Auto man, just vanish into thin air and I'll just get arrested and you just go warn our friends. Yeah. So why didn't, usually in these sorts of situations where people come with guns, Wally enters Auto Man. Yes. And can not that he can control Auto Man, but they both are sharing consciousness within this form. Why not just have him be Auto Man and walk through a wall or whatever he needs to do to get away? 
I'm not sure either. It, it was just to separate them and I guess push the plot yeah. forward mostly. Because I mean, like the idea, if you and I get into some hijinks and then something happens, the idea. You go, I'm going to let myself get arrested. That's got to be the last idea you'd have. <laughs> it's true. But it, it does get Automan out of there. He goes to the hotel casino they're staying at. Yeah. They do uh, a thing. It's very funny. They've done this gag before with house phones. But I've just never been alive when hotels had this kind of like bank of house phones before. <laughs> so it's yeah. Really they they go back to the well many times. And basically what the joke is is that there is – a series of phones in the lobby, let's call it, and that's where you can receive and you know, make, phone, make calls. phone calls. But the gag they have is that every time sort of Automan's calling someone, they're right beside him on the phone. Well, they were doing it. I think it was supposed to be a little film noir because like Roxanne and Det- uh, Detective Kershaw to take the call, and then they stand back to back and talk to each other like you would in a detective movie, and then like and. Detective Curtis is like, oh, the federal agent's here. This must be a big game. Like, he's so yeah. excited to see Automan. Right. Um, and I should mention, we didn't say before, of course, uh, it took only the second scene, I think, appearance of Automan to wear a new outfit so he doesn't have to wear his Automan suit. And this one, he's just wearing, like, a white suit. He's, yeah. It's very, it's very I'm a uh, Cuban drug lord <laughs> kind of look. <laughs> I did finally notice the stuff that Seth was talking about last week, or I guess from last week. The collar? Yeah, it's like they put like one of those crackable glow sticks that glow, and they just like run it in the collar and the cuffs. Mm-hmm. So I actually like it. It's actually a nice little touch. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little like wink to the audience that you can see him in an outfit, but just so you know, he's still kind of auto man because he has like glow happy. And actually, it does look good. It's not bad. I was surprised. I'm like, this is actually surprisingly effective. Anyway, they're now alerted to the fact there's a lot of missing people. This is a bigger case than they thought. And we and we cut back to Wally. He's being held by the uh, captain of the local police force. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically is talking his way out of it. He's just like, oh, I'm a cop from L.A. I'm here investigating a case of uh, a missing person. And, you know, we get the sense that this captain's not on the up and up because he's just like, yeah. oh, you don't say. Well, why don't I let you go to continue your investigation? And I thought this was going to be a bit of a longer thread. But, like, Wally walks out of the police station. Automan's walking up to like help him get out of that exact moment, and while he's like, "The cop let me out. I just told him what I was here to do." And Automan already knows he's like, oh, "That captain you told, he's been deleting all the records about missing people, so he's the bad guy." Yeah, it's just like let's just get cut to the chase. We're, so we're just flying through this. It's so funny. Detective Curtis, meanwhile, he's doing his thing. Like he's there to basically like solve this missing person's case. So his undercover role is he's a rich guy who has money but wants more money. Mm-hmm. So he does what you do. You go to the bank and talk to a banker, but tell her, no, I don't want your bank money. I want you to somehow help me get an investment. Like, I was like, you would never show up at a bank yeah, and with do the this. hope that maybe someone will overhear and then, like, you know, give you a side deal, which is very effective. Well, I mean, it turns out this banker does have a direct line to old bad guy Bobby. She, <laughs> bad guy Bobby. Bad guy Bobby. Yeah. She calls up Bobby, and it's very funny because at least this was I thought nice. Is like she calls up Bobby, and she's like, "Hey, I found this guy. He says he has five hundred thousand dollars. He wants to throw down the drain somewhere." And Bobby's <laughs> just like, "Yeah, no, that sounds really suspicious. No, thank you." And he just hangs up. Yeah. But unfortunately for Bobby, that uh, corrupt police captain shows up, and he's just like, "Hey, listen, there's some cops here looking into that missing person." I'll murder Wally for you, but I want a 50% cut yeah. of all your crimes because I want to buy really nice cars for all my mistresses. That's what I like. There, yeah, he, he he's very explicit about it. He's like, I need more money. I know you said it was 10%. It's now 50%. By the way, I got a lot of mistresses, 
and they all need cars and they all need money. So that's the deal. It is the the gag of just like this car's for my mistress, but I need more for my other mistress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At any rate, so now this guy, so this guy Bobby, just like, all right, well, I guess I'll call that banker back up and let's see if we can uh, get this this uh, this pigeon they call him <laughs> pigeon in here, and I'll take his five hundred k. And like, it's so weird. There's like this weird thing in this episode. This episode's trying to be sexy. Yes, it is. And this banker calls up old, old man Detective Curtis. He's like 75 years old, this man. She, she's like, come over. We'll make arrangements to meet Bobby. And then she's like, he arrives. And, he, and like, there's no reason for the scene. They could have just gone to Bobby's house. But she's just like, oh, well, now that you're here, let's go outside. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know why. These people have no chemistry, but okay. Yeah. And then cut to they're at Bobby's house. Like, they mm-hmm. just needed to show you. Detective Curtis is very virile, <laughs> despite being very elderly. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's just supposed to be this thing of, like, it's a seedy underworld and anything, whatever we need to do to make a deal sort of deal. Well, it's sign of the times, too. Like, your hero can't be hero unless he's also, like, hypersexual. Right, Even right. though it makes no sense to what's happening here. Yeah. But- also, by uh, may, may I note, Roxanne has specifically been brought into this episode and is not used at all. I don't think we got maybe a, a couple more scenes with her where she's like there to bounce dialogue off of, but there was no reason to have her come out into this island and be involved in the action because she's not involved. I feel bad. And it's something, you know, you mentioning a sign of the times in this kind of time period, they always have to have this kind of character, this female character. Usually actually it's like a doctor that, yeah. that we don't, that they don't know what to do with, but it's just, it's like someone's like, well, we need a female lead. Is she ever going to have an episode or have any, you know, drive the plot forward or be important at all? Nope. She's just around. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. They're just like, oh, here she is, everybody. Yeah. Well, I will say, I think they gave her a last name this episode, which I thought was nice. <laughs> Hold on. I think I do know. Her name is Roxanne Caldwell. Roxanne Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Do I still have no clear concept what her position with the police is? No, because they made it seem like, maybe not the correct term, but a secretary of sorts because all she ever seems to be doing is bringing people files or she's an assistant or something but yes it's not clear but at now all she's given an assignment yeah with like so quickly boyd thinks highly enough of her to send her with his best homicide detective who- maybe she's like an actual good cop and the only reason you see her moving files around because she's the only one doing her paperwork <laughs> that could be the case yeah. that could be the case at any rate bobby and curtis finally meet and it's going to be that scene where like they shows up and he's going to try to bait him with his money but the funniest and most unrelated to the rest of the plot scene happens here, which I was just like blown away by. Is one of the guys at the piano? Yeah, yeah. He walks in. Bobby's playing the piano. Detective Curtis walks in with the banker, and he's like, here's that pigeon you ordered. <laughs> and the uh, first thing Detective Curtis says is when he hears Bobby talk, he's like, that voice, it's so familiar. And Bobby's like, oh, this is a cop. This guy's a cop. <laughs> I know this cop. Yeah, he's sitting behind the piano and then just pulls out a gun, and he's like, yeah, it's a cop. And then what they, I think what you're alluding to is that they, in one scene, add this backstory that adds nothing to the the episode, and there's no reason for it all, which is basically Jack may or may not have put this guy away at some point, yeah, I think or at he, least is involved. He in arrested his... him originally, but the guy managed to flee the country. Yeah, so he... and is now changed his appearance. Yeah, he's had so much plastic surgery, he is unrecognizable to Detective Curtis. Yeah. Which I'm just like... Uh, why bother like this doesn't matter <laughs> yeah and it's just well yeah, i mean that's the thing it's like i don't think there's anything wrong with there have being a history with jack and like 
but use that in the episode. You know, it was the case he never was able to solve, and he really wants to nail this guy, and uh, whatever the results of that might be. Or even a scene where they recognize each other, which will indicate how to solve the crime later because he knows how this guy operates or that's those are dumb excuses but are examples but anything is better than but, going hey we used to know each other anyways doesn't matter but i mean my i think just going that further about why even bother having a scene where just have him walk in and be like oh no it's that guy i tried to arrest that one time like why have him that's what i mean you could they could have just done that yeah like why have him had had so much plastic surgery which i is it even possible to have so much plastic surgery that you are unrecognizable well, well here's the thing and i know that this will be nitpicky but the the guy playing the what's his name Big Bad Bobby Big Bad Bobby Big Bad Bobby is about a fifty five year old man <laughs> who looks just like a fifty five year old yeah, man it looks fine if he had a ton of plastic surgery he'd look like a weird person if you had so much that he was yeah, yeah, unrecognizable yeah. but he looks like an old guy who's never had any plastic surgery this is the time period where they thought one day they were really gonna nail plastic surgery <laughs> yeah 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 like not only are we gonna we're it's not to make you look younger or smoother or anything like that is to make you look like a different person with wrinkles and sagginess intact yeah so at any rate all that happens now is uh detective curtis is kidnapped again every episode it's got to be every episode i mean this time it's not so bad he actually just gets like put in jail by the local police because they're corrupt so oh and there was a thing about this so i'm jumping ahead a little bit but we're gonna see both roxanne and jack in prison and they are unflappable Neither of them seem to care at all. Jack's just like lounging in the chair. Roxanne, they're just having a casual conversation. They are not worried at all at being in this seemingly corrupt country with corrupt officials that who knows what the records are or what could happen to them. They're not worried at all. It is very funny because, yeah, this is what basically what happens is Roxanne bribes her way into the prison to see jack jack and she's like well i better go tell the embassy you're here and jack's like don't worry about it that federal agent will figure it out i'm just gonna hang out here and she's just like but what about like the bad guys who know you're here and she's like he's like oh they won't kill me they would never dare because i'm a lapd officer i'm just like but the police detective's going like just said he'll kill walt like you should be dead by all means yeah well it's just because they're like we want jack out of the scenario that we put him in so we'll just put him to the side. But it's just like, well, why did you even have him go? He doesn't need to be in every episode. If you don't have anything for him to do. Truly, they said to get him out of the plot, but didn't want you to worry about him. So he's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, don't. Don't. He's just like, yes, you could tell the embassy and alert people to my situation, but don't. I'm just going to hang out here until yeah. Auto Man solves the crime. Yeah, and but more important, this I think is the first time we've had the amount of autonomy from Auto Man sort of like going out on his own to want to do stuff. And so like, it comes like Wally's like, I hope we find him at some point. Where it's like, can't you call him up? Haven't we made that like clear? So they're like, her, him and Roxanne are just like walk around looking for him, which of course they find him doing the limbo. Yes, it's it's Carnival on the island or, yeah, or something. Town. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, they find him enjoying the quote, fruits of the tropics. <laughs> yeah. Auto Man's a little, getting a little creepy these days. Yeah. He's doing limbo in a town square at, you know, of course, uh, impossible angles because he's Auto Man. I love when um, superheroes or someone with superpowers Use them for the lamest things possible. Like, can you believe? Yeah, the limbo. I'm better at it than you. It's like, what a waste of your stupid powers. If Wally hadn't pulled him away, he would have broken an island record. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would would have won the medal of of limbo. Also, I like they established what is now a character trait for him. Is if Wally is, or not Wally, if Ottoman's in public having too good a time, mm-hmm. he will start stripping out of all of his clothing. It is weird, right? Because he's done he, it twice now. He does this limbo solo, everyone's impressed, and he just starts ripping his clothes off and exposing himself in his auto suit. And like everyone is staring at him like he is an alien now. 
right. Wally has to step in and be like, uh, Auto Man, let's get out of here. They hop in the auto car, and of course, some police see him. Mm. And I think we we get a gag from the pilot. They return to a gag from the pilot. Yes. Where the police decide they're going to chase down, the corrupt police are going to chase down the auto car. And ev- and they, the funny part about this one is they did it once in the pilot, but in this one, they're going to do it three times in a row in this chase sequence. <laughs> but as we know, when the auto car makes a turn, it's like a hard 90-degree turn mm-hmm. while he smashes his face against the window. Yeah, something that it, it, the laws of fix- physics would not allow you to do. It can do. And the police chasing him are like, well, if he can do it, we can do it. And they do this three times in a row. First time they crash to a sign, and mm-hmm. they somehow get back on the road, and they're like, well, they did it again. We can do it. Crash into a chicken coop. I love that idea, though. Not only that it's a lame gag to repeat, but that you have characters that have that line of logic. Whereas, like, if I'm chasing you and you're in a Ferrari and I'm in a Volvo and I see you making this very sports car-esque narrow turn, I would just slow down if I'm chasing you and then hopefully speed up to try to catch up later. I'd be like, well, these these are two different cars with two different performance levels. Why do all the people in the world, they're like... If he could do it, I could do it. It's like, well, no, of course you can't. No, I mean, that's it. And they, they finally crash into a, I think, a lake or something or the ocean. Yeah. And their car sinks and the one cop's like, don't say anything. Yeah, it's like, some sort of gag about. Yeah. Being- it, it really is the joke that if you were 10, you would laugh. You're like, that's pretty funny. Can you believe the the egg got all over his clothes sort of thing? You know? Absolutely. <laughs> but that is just to bring back that gag. Anyway, Auto Man and Wally go back to town. They break into the bank and, I guess, hack the computer systems for reasons I was never very clear on. Like, I don't know what they're looking for, but we get a scene where they, like, break into a bank. And I I just didn't know what to make Well, doesn't of he it. say that, like, he stole $15 million and wants the captain to help him get caught or something? Well, that's what I mean. Is like they break into this bank, and then once they're done that, they meet up with the corrupt police captain, or Wally does anyway, and he's yeah. just like... Hey, I'm here. I want to talk to you about that case I'm here on. Like he's still under the auspice of being here in a missing persons case. And what he does is he spins a story where I'm chasing a villain, essentially Mr. Otto from the last episode, yeah. where Otto's like a that, rich. It was such a great uh, side character. We got to bring him back. We got to bring him back. And I'm here because I need to catch him. I'm like, he's like, I'm hoping you can help me catch this Mr. Otto character. I don't remember what name they gave him this time, but it's basically the Mr. Otto character. No, no, they say Mr. Otto. Oh, is it Mr. Otto? Yeah. Again? And actually, do you think? Just, just thinking about it now. Do you think on the side, Auto Man still is running his crime empire? <laughs> I hope so. I maybe he did all the work. He, he did all the groundwork. He did right? all the groundwork. There's no reason he could stop. He should stop. Yeah, he keeps bringing like money he made from prostitutes to Wally. Wally's like, oh man, I guess I'll invest it. <laughs> oh no, so Wally's like so corrupt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's like, I need your help, corrupt officer, to catch him. What I was thinking is, you also know bad guy Bobby. Mm-hmm. Why don't we use these two birds? to like catch them together and then you know once we're done i'll let you keep all the money because he knows he's this guy's greedy so this is like they've invented a new plan where he will play another rich man to like attract the bad guy to him it's the classic which i think now has been uh, quite established one of the biggest faults of this show is how complicated they think they need to make things and it's always just it's not even complicated at the beginning. It's like a plot that doesn't quite make sense for logic reason. And then they keep adding more complications for no <laughs> real reason. And they do it every episode. It's just like, guys, just do like, Auto Man's got to stop uh, evil, corrupt guy from throwing people out of a plane. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and mostly we just get to go back to that uh, 
fun Mr. Otto scene of him. Now he's shooting craps and yes. uh, Cursor's helping him win at craps. And mm-hmm. like, can you believe it? He's so rich. And like that evil banker woman sees him and he's just like, oh, hey, if you like making money, I can introduce you to a man who will make you lots of money, which didn't make any sense because like this guy appears to be so rich. Yeah. Yeah, it, I guess the idea is like, you know, if you're that type of person, you more is never enough, right? Yeah. And of course, the banker's just like, also, you're very handsome as Auto Man, and I've already established that I will sleep with an elderly man. Why don't you come back to my apartment? <laughs> and like, we get a scene where Auto Man like learns to kiss, and like, yeah. her, her, him and the banker make out, and they get like a, a purple electric aura around him because he's such a good kisser. Yeah. Well, they've sort of um, shown this before in other things like i think he's he's had a handshake with people and a few things like that where they get like a spark right, right. of sort because he's uh, hologram. Hologram. <laughs> so anyways he kisses this lady it like it really does it for her and like sparks fly yeah yeah i mean we have yet to figure out if wally uh like data made him uh fully functional <laughs> <laughs> well if he if he keeps ripping his clothes off we're gonna find out yeah, soon. tbd soon yeah. to find. what i do like is though as like this is happening they make out. The whole point of this is so that this banker will eventually introduce Mr. Otto to bad guy Bobby. And they make out. Wally and Roxanne are hiding in the next room watching this happen. Yeah. The banker leaves. And then Wally and Roxanne walk in. They're like, Otto, you were so busy making out. You forgot to set the appointment. And then the phone rings. It's the banker on the phone setting up the appointment. She left that room like 15 seconds ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, there's, there's actually something else. I don't know if you noticed. Um, I found it really odd is um they kind of go back and forth a little bit to like the parade and what's happening now and i don't think anyone decided whether it's night or day because i don't know if you've noticed this oh yeah it seems to be swinging it's, back it's and forth. all back and forth like they'll look out the window and it's day and then the parade's at night and then they'll go back to the parade and it's day and i was like is there no one paying attention to this at all like it's just it's just so shoddy all the carnival stuff they have it's all stock footage they have yeah it's just all stock footage they found of a carnival not carnival, a carnival, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, but which is, is fine, stuff. which is fine. But like, they make it consistent. Just I have know. it take place at the same time period. It's crazy. Uh, this brings Auto Man to Bad Guy Bobby's place, where they're gonna like, he's, where you know, you assume they're gonna like do a similar deal to what he's made mm. with all these other people, like sell cocaine and then we'll throw you a plane or something. But I was so baffled by what happened here because he shows up. I assume I know what the scene's gonna be. And Bobby just starts telling Auto Man about how hard it is to work in this place because all the yeah. politicians are corrupt. This this corrupt police cop is like shaking him down for his money. He's like, Mr. Otto, can you believe what's happening to me here? He's like, why don't you buy me an island? And I'm just like, what's in like what's in this for the investor? There doesn't need to be anything. Bobby's just asking this rich guy to buy him an island. No, no. I th- No, I think what it is is he knows of a local island that has some sort of government established that's very open to them. They basically just want money. And he wants Otto to invest so they both can go there and make more money. Is basically is I think the the idea if it's this is this is me reading between the lines a little bit, but I think it's I'm the connection. You just need to give me money and I will connect you with this place. We can both go there and make way uh, more money. I see. I think that's what it is. He wants an investment yes. to like buy out this town, and then uh, Mr. Otto will have a, a passive investment. Yeah, a passive investment, and basically they can do whatever they want and make a ton of money. Right, right. Yeah. And like Mr. Otto, of course, has lots of money. He's like, $500,000? No problem. And uh, at that exact moment, they look out the window, and they're like, oh, look, it's time for the Festival of Lights, which is... Um, <laughs> 
what it looks like is about eight or nine lights being turned on and off on a black screen. <laughs> it didn't even do what it seemed like to me was just like looking at an apartment building where people had a couple lights on. Yeah. I mean, that's just the thing is they clearly shot something. It doesn't make sense for the island. Like there's no yeah. skyscrapers there and it, you can't even see the skyscraper. So it looks more like they put up a black screen and then like a bunch of light bulbs in it, but in the approximation of where they would be in a, mm-hmm. but it's like nine or 10 and they start flashing on and off. And the whole purpose of it is, it's like, Oh no, People are using a lot of electricity on the power grid, yeah. so auto come up, feels it's fake. It's so funny. They've come Faint. up, yeah. They've come up with this this funny uh, way to reduce his uh, overpower problem, but they just don't have the footage for it. So you're just like, what is happening? People are turning lights off. It's so dumb. So Auto Man stumbles outside because like I I must excuse myself. And something I forgot to mention as we came to the scene, for no apparent reason, before uh, Mr. Auto went to this meeting, he and Wally merged so that yes. Wally could observe. Yeah, I guess. So what happens is Automan gets outside, power's going down, so he has to go away, leaving Wally by himself in front of this bad guy Bobby's place where he's just immediately arrested by goons. Mm-hmm. And it's just a way for Wally to get caught. Well, they just keep needing to find reasons to separate them. So it just, it feels that way when you're watching it. Everything feels like it hasn't been smooth and conjoined very well. So you're just like, what? Why? Oh, because we just need them to be apart. And it doesn't really matter because what we do is we cut from this to the next day at the airfield where they agreed to meet with this $500,000. And what I love is like, we'd seen this happen before. We saw that guy go up in the plane and get thrown out. It was just, it was Bobby and his goons. Mm -hmm. But this time for this particular flight, (laughs) the corrupt cop shows up because he wants his money. The corrupt banker's there for some reason. She's not, she doesn't get anything out of this. She just shows up to this flight. Wally's on the plane already. Why would, I understand why in terms of a TV show, but in the logic of this world, why not just kill Wally? They, it's not like they have hesitation of killing people. Kill Wally. There's no reason for him. They Not only do they not kill him, it's like, okay, so we're just going to tie him up. Why bring him on the plane? I think the premise is, like, we kill people over, like, open air so they never get traced back to us. But if that's the case, why? Detective Curtis should be on that plane. Yeah. Like, I was just like, if you're going to bring everybody onto this plane, literally every character, Detective Curtis should also be on this right, plane. Right, right. But whatever. It doesn't really matter. Auto Man's like, I brought the $500,000 in two briefcases. And I thought there'd be a little more like playing with Mr. Otto. Like, now we're going to the island to buy it. Let's see what happens. They hands over the two cases of money. Immediately. They're just like, here's a gun. We're going to kill you. Get on the plane. I thought the same thing because at least in the last scenario, in the very when the episode opens and the guy gets thrown out, they at least get him onto the plane and let him think he's going somewhere before throwing him out. This like, why even do any of this? They haven't taken like, off. They announce, you're going to be murdered now. Get on the plane. Yeah. We're going to murder you on the plane. Let's get on. And of course, they get up there. They're flying. Wally's the first one they throw off, and then it was very. And you know what? A very comical scene. Mm-hmm. It's Auto Man's turn, and he's just like, you know, Auto Man doesn't care, so he just gets up and throws himself off the plane. Yeah, he goes over and uh, and very quickly. Uh, what I do like though is how long he let Wally just fall, fall for before he did it. Yeah, and uh, the fact that Wally didn't have a heart attack is something. But anyway, so Wally falls out. Auto Man decides to jump out himself, and then makes the plane that somehow. They just morph through the roof. Yeah, they just they make sure the roof is permeable, but uh, the bottom is catchable. Yeah, so Wally can essentially very fall comfortably into, fall yeah. into the chair. That's basically and they call cursor and they like do that. I, what I did like though is when Auto Man throws himself out. Uh, all the actors are just like giving like the bad guys are giving like, oh that's weird. Well, what are you gonna do? He yeah. wanted he wanted to jump. I guess. Yeah, they're only upset when they realize the money uh, dissolves. And I will argue they're not even upset because after they all jump out, they look and see the money's gone. And one of them's like, well, I guess I guess that Mr. Otto took it with him when he jumped. And they're like, 
oh well i guess we'll just have to get somebody else like they're they're all so nonchalant about the entire yeah. encounter that they lose five hundred thousand dollars and they just like shrug it off they landed immediately auto man and wally show up yeah, yeah like 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 oh you thought we were gone did you we're here on the ground yeah and the entire army pulls up with detective curtis who somehow got out of prison yeah Gathered the entire army around. His charisma alone has has convinced the army to uh, to come uh, apprehend these people. I don't think Roxanne's anywhere to be seen. No, no. And he th- traded her is what it was. He said <laughs> she can stay in prison. I'll come out. And they said deal. And they're arrested. Like that's the end of it. Yeah. They're arrested. It's it's crazy. Yeah, the, and the only other thing is because every episode has to end in the police department. The the captain uh, smacks the computer and it sparks. Yes, yes. Well, that's it. You every that's episode it. ends with a button with Captain Boyd because you <laughs> hired yeah. this actor, so he's got to show up. Yeah, and he it's, it's <laughs> as per usual. He's congratulating Detective Curtis, rightly uh, reprimanding Wally for not telling anyone he went to he went yeah. out of the country. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, he's just like these computers stink. He hits one and they all start sparking because Auto Man's mad for getting hit. And that's it. And then it's like, wah, wah. that's the end of the episode. Now, credits roll. Yeah, credits roll. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. Here is the IMDb summary for episode five, Unreasonable Facsimile. That's a good title. Unrelated to the episode. But <laughs> I, know. Title. <laughs> I, I know. I know. What it should have been is a facts-related episode. <laughs> oh, I would have loved a facts. I love facts-related yeah. episodes. We had one once before. Uh, Sleepwalkers. That's right. Otto, you watched the wrong tapes. I'm not wrong. Right. In fact... For the first time, I've realized what's been missing in my life. What's been missing? Lust, Walter. Passion. Ruthlessness. Deceit. I'm missing the struggle for life's most worthy goals, power and romance. What have I done? Choruses of angels, midnight rendezvous, burning desires. Yeah, yeah, Otto, Otto, I get the picture. Walter, I've been in the world for close to six months, and I still haven't fallen in love. You don't understand. You're a hologram. You're not even real. Neither are the people in soap operas, and they fall in love every 20 minutes. A helicopter crash prompts a businessman to look into possible defective parts. He gets killed, and it looks like a mugging. Walter asks Otto to look at some criminal profile tapes, but Otto views a soap opera instead and realizes he's never felt love or passion. (sighs) So exhausting. this, This whole kind of idea of him, like, that you've seen in many science fiction and fantasy shows, which is a robot learning to become more human or learning about himself but for whatever reason the show it's so exhausting you don't like horny auto no it's very funny too because this whole episode is about him like discovering passion or as mm. he's as he says quote lust yeah lust um but he did last episode as well <laughs> i know so uh so that ship sailed i'm afraid i like though that apparently looking at my notes the the thing i'm most concerned about is what we talked about earlier about the apartment i have i have a note in bold and in all caps it says this is clearly a different apartment <laughs> i'm very upset about it <laughs> well the episode starts out with uh, an all stock footage helicopter chase. yes that's right oh you know what i loved is uh of the helicopter chase um is the the voiceover or the uh oh the radio the, the radio adr chair i loved it it was just it's just like there's something wrong i think it's this thing boom yeah the rotor's going out yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i will say that it's a good chase from a better show clearly like yeah it's like the helicopter's really low and speeding after this car yeah, it looks like it's from the a team or something yeah yeah it looks, it looks great and then of course the the rotor goes out and what we see is a huge explosion over a hillside and we're to know this police helicopter crashed and the rotor problem and then we cut to a news report and it's like a uh, police helicopter crashed today into a campsite killing three campers and the two pilots i was like holy fuck that's a tragedy yeah i love it wouldn't it be great if they had seen that 
You just have you have you have the kid like cut that, to like a kid yeah. like roasting marshmallows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. I was just like that was way darker than required. Well, yeah, it's exactly. It's like why would you even add that? You'd just be like, uh, also, I I think the only reason we see the news report is because there's someone watching in there, and it's the guy. It's who we Henry find. who works at the this company, yes. a company that does something I am not clear on. I don't think they make helicopters. They appear to be a helicopter part supply company. Yes. They're a subcontractor who does what I'm going to assume military and other kind of vehicles like that. They help supply parts for either building or repairing these helicopters. Yeah, helicopters specifically. Because as we'll come find out later, they also do traffic copters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they love copters. But yes, him and his partner, Jarrett Powers, (laughs) top-notch name, name, um, they run this company. Henry hears about this crash and he starts looking into their, uh, he looks at a floppy disk he has in his office uh-huh. full of invoices and he's just like, hey, remember all those surplus parts we bought from a different company and then sold as new to the LAPD? I think they might be defective. Yeah, what I like though is this guy basically is supposed to be, at least for a part of the episode, sort of the moral center of this company. It's like he's realized a tragedy has happened with his helicopter because of what a part they were, they sold. What, what, a part they were selling. I'm like, but you had no problem pretending that these parts originally were new, though they were used. Like you say, knew you were doing it. There's no crime here. They bought surplus parts from a different company. Yes, they marked them up and sold them mm-hmm. for more money to the LAPD. But that is just how. That's just business. You just did a business. You did not do a. But he crime. feels guilty about it because they weren't. They weren't being entirely honest. That's basically. This is where the crime comes in. Is he's like he's like oh no those parts we bought from I, can't, I wrote down the name of the company they had like a ton of weird companies yeah. so I don't have them anymore. Uh, they're defective. So we better call up the LAPD and say, oops, defective parts. Yes, it, it's not only that. It's we better fess up to it and take whatever punishment there might be whether it legal or what because that person's death is on us yeah but powers is like dude we're selling the company tomorrow that's their problem like let's just sell the fucking company yeah and like that's the new owner's problem dude like let's just give it 12 hours he kind of has a point which i mean it is like a little morally corrupt but also like clearly whoever did the due diligence didn't do a very good job i guess yeah and basically powers is upset so he calls up this other guy who I'm like, who's this guy? Like, I'm like, who's this other guy? But what we come to learn is like, Powers calls up this mobster named Ed. And what I loved about it is he calls the guy and the guy's just taking the phone call in the pool. He's just in a pool. Yeah. And he's like, Ed, uh, Henry's freaking out about this thing. He's going to ruin this deal. And Ed's just like, ah, that's no good. He's like, hold on, I'm getting a call my other line. Oh, it's Henry calling me. Yeah, it becomes, what I love is it becomes, Um, uh, I don't think it's probably a thing now, but when we were younger, the novelty of having more than one line on your phone and like trashing one friend to another friend on the other line, it just reminds me of high school. And that's basically what it is. He's like, oh, hey, the guy you're complaining about, he's on the other line. Hold on, l- l- let me screw around with him a little bit. Yeah. Hey, you wouldn't believe what I told him. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. What, like so he's like, oh, let me. Ed's like, let me get this call from Henry, and Henry's like, Ed, thank you so much for setting up the sale of our company. We really appreciate it, but like, I'm a little worried about this thing, and I don't think Powers wants to tell anybody. And Ed's just like, you got such a good moral uh, morality to you. Come meet me at my favorite singles bar tonight, and we'll talk about. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, come to this like this hookup bar. That's where we'll where we'll talk about it. I'm like, okay. And they go to this singles bar. They hang out. They have a couple drinks. And he's like, all right, well, let's go to the cops and show them your floppy disk, which you didn't bring with you or something. Like, there's a whole subplot about where this floppy disk is mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, they forget about it after the scene. 
But all we see is like he's like, "Oops, I got a gun in my pocket," and we just come to learn instead of going to the police, Ed murdered Henry. He murdered him off camera, which is the line I had. Um, I said at the beginning of this episode, which is, "We've got to take a detour to the morgue." Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, where we finally cut back to our heroes because we cut to Wally. He's in his apartment that you're seeing for the first time. Well, that, well, that's what's weird about it. But then what I like is, did you? He's got a, a, a guest over. He's got a guest. And what they're doing is they're cracking walnuts. <laughs> you got to have, have a snack. And it's like, for a guest. It's, it's two humongous bowls of walnuts. It's like it's enough walnuts for like like a football team. Why they're just eating walnuts is the oddest thing. I don't know where they where. Uh, uh, props came up with this, but anyways, that's what that's what you do when you go to Wally's. You crack walnuts. That's what he serves all of his guests. Yeah, this man who's there is some sort of executive at a video game company. That's right. Yeah, who yeah. Wants to hire Wally to develop a video game based on the hit TV series slash parody of Dallas, Abilene. Yeah. So I guess what we as an audience are supposed to get from this is that Wally is. We know Wally's very good with computers. Obviously, he's created Auto Man. We know he's a computer boy. He's a computer boy, and I think uh, that's right. I think what it is supposed to be is that he's well known to be a like a sort of a computer genius that has some renown, I suppose, enough that a computer company wants to hire him to create a to be video a video game. game designer. Suddenly, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not an applicable skill set. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's all to set up. It's like set up the, the writers know nothing about computers. Yeah, it's well, it's it's more so. It's again, like we've mentioned before. They have an overly complicated thing they need to get to. Instead of just getting to it, they have to make all these. Well, he needs a side gig. Yeah, they just there's just all these problems. And basically, what this is is they need to have Auto Man watch a bunch of soap opera tapes. Yeah. So just to get him there, instead of just having any reasons, like he just walks in and goes, "Oh, there's soap opera tapes," and he watches them. Which or also Auto just started watching a lot of TV. Yeah, just he was been watching TV recently. Done. They have to have this whole stupid thing that's never going to come back um, about him creating video games. So that he can accidentally have Auto Man watch yeah. the wrong tapes. That's this, basically what this the is. The executive basically leaves Wally with six months of episodes of this show. All these VHS tapes, basically. And Wally's got to go to work, so he summons Auto Man. He's because, just, by the way, the people designing this video game and the graphics, whatever, really need to know the intricacies of the plot lines of this show. Well, he's also the writer of the game. He's the writer. He's the designer. He's he, doing it all. He's doing it all as a side gig, as a police officer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but he's like, Auto Man, I got to go to work. I have some criminal profiling tapes for you to yes. watch so you can be a better detective. But I'm not going to tell you where they are. But there is also this stack of tapes directly in front of you, which to Auto Man, like, it's not his fault. That would be seem to be what Wally's referring yeah. to. Yeah, if you said to me, I've got a whole bunch of videotapes I need you to watch, and there's a whole bunch of videotapes in front of me. I'd and assume, I walk out the door. Yeah, I'd assume it would be those, not the ones that are hidden somewhere else. But basically, Auto Man watches six months of Abilene. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't know if this even works that well. The the basic kind of joke is that he gets really into soap operas and everything he wants to do is sort of like, I guess, overly dramatic and intense and stuff. But I just don't know if that joke translates very well to a recognizable character trait. I mean, I don't know Dallas that well. And I think somewhere along the writing, they realized they weren't allowed to use Dallas, and this is what they came yes. up with. But this feels like this is or all Dynasty or something like that. Winks and nods at a thing. Maybe if this were popular, you would know about. But like, I just don't know anything about it. Well, no, but I mean, everyone kind of knows the basic joke about soap operas, like like like, oh, it's not me, it's my twin who had a baby with my cousin. Like everyone gets those like kind of lame jokes, and I think that's what they're going for. But it just uh, it doesn't really make sense 
in the context of the plot they're trying to tell. And also, I just don't think there's anything terribly interesting that you can do with that as him playing a character. I just, it just, I, I just didn't think it really worked. Of all the things they've had him doing, I was just like, I just don't think this works. It doesn't, it's not evocative of anything. It's just, it's just an excuse for uh, Horny Autumn. <laughs> yeah, so he can dress up again, as he does every episode. <laughs> anyway, at the LAPD, uh, Dr. Dr. Detective Curtis, he's basically put on the murder of Henry. He's just like, yeah. found this guy, murdered. We think it's a mugging, but look into it. I, I'm sure some mayor or somebody wants you to do it. Yeah. And uh, they're like, and Wally, the only clue we have is in his address book. He wrote down CD2000 in his address book. Use your computers to solve the mystery of what that acronym means. Mm-hmm. Is this when is this when he doesn't want Auto Man to go to the club because he thinks Auto Man's too horny? Yes, because basically what happens is Wally walks out. Call, Wally doesn't do his own job. He just calls Auto Man. He's just like, yep. "Hey, what do you think the uh, the acronym CD two thousand stands for?" And uh, Auto Man just basically is like, "Here's like seven things it could stand for, but the most likely one is Club Dionysus at eight p.m." Because it was in someone's daytimer. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, I just looked in the daytimer. It said, where'd you be? Like, oh, yeah, good detective work. Well, that's why I was just, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I think the detectives can solve this mystery. He wrote CD2000 in the 8 o'clock section of his daytimer. It's yeah. 8 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and then what place has that acronym? CD. Yeah. yeah. At any rate. And then uh, Automed's so excited. It's like, it's a singles club, and I've been watching Dynasty, so I'm very interested in talking to ladies. Can I come? Yeah. Well, I was like, no, you're too horny. But he'd already put on like a turtleneck and jacket, or maybe he does after. That's his like look. Yeah, he asks Cursor for a cool, a cool, uh, a good look that's not too ostentatious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, Autumn, as soon as Wiley leaves, Autumn is like, well, no, I'm going to that club, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, not going. Which is, to be fair to the show, um, I know we, we kind of poke at it, but um, it has become a trait for Auto Man, which is, I'm going to do what I want. Wally says no. Yeah. It's too bad, Wally. Yeah. And, of course, what we see is, like, Wally's driving his beater down there, and then uh, the other car speeds past him. Yeah, to get to the club first. And it's, like, it's sort of like a piano bar, because, of course, as soon as you saw the piano, you knew, oh, I guess Auto Man's well, going to play piano later. As soon as Auto Man walks in, he sees the, a man playing piano, he's just like, wow, I could do that better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, that'll come back. But, and then, like, two, like, I guess sexy ladies both really like Auto Man and kind of fight over him for some reason. Well, he's an 11. That's right. He's an 11. <laughs> um, but then, more importantly... Delta Burke shows up. Who? <laughs> Delta Burke. She plays the the main woman in this. Oh, is, yes, because when Wally gets there, he goes to talk to the bartender, but uh, Henry, the dead man, Henry's daughter's there also looking into his... Yeah. Rachel? And play, played by a very young Delta Burke, and you probably don't remember, well, but who's, who's Delta, Delta Burke, Burke was mostly famous uh, in the late 80s for being in Designing Women. Uh, she was a big star at the time. She's married to, uh, 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 what's his name, McCraney. Uh, Major Dad. They've been married for many years. I know. I know those names. G- G- Gerard McCraney. I couldn't imagine what G- that looked G- like. Gerald McCraney. Anyways, a good actor uh, in his own right. And uh, anyways, but it was Delta Burke, very young Delta Burke. I was like, hey, I didn't recognize her face. Yeah, yeah. And basically, this is where the singles club thing sort of picks up, and it's just like, oh, here's she's also looking to her dad's death because he said he was coming here before he died. The bartender's like, well, I-, I recognize his face from this picture. He was here with one of our regulars, Ed. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, also very funny. Ed, 75 years old as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was surprised they go to a singles club. You know, we know it's going to be, Automat's going to be flirting up with women, et cetera, et cetera. No cursor. Cursor never shows up. It is curious, isn't it? I thought, as soon as they said they're going to a singles club, I was like, fuck, Cursor's going to do something so bad here. Cursor's basically not in these two episodes. I agree. I wonder if at a certain point, like, they were like, this is not working. Let's yeah. just like. 
let's not have him circle breasts. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Automan can do it himself. Yeah, exactly. He's he's taking over that personality of Cursor. Um, but they've met Rachel. They kind of have a sense that this Ed guy's involved. They got to go find him. But Rachel's not like. For some reason, she's not really that interested in helping Wally. She's like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to help you. I don't Because he's not as attractive. That's all. I- and then Auto Man walks up to join the conversation. She's like, oh, I've changed my mind. Let's work together. Now that I've seen this 11, yes. I'm on board for this like crime solving together. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of back and forth in this episode that was like hard to follow and didn't really make a lot of sense. Well, there's a whole part. Maybe you can explain this to me. And I actually weirdly even even forgot about it till I went back and was looking to pull clips for uh for social media. But there's a part where like Wally is on the road and some guy like runs him off the road and then he gets in a fight with the guy and then he beats the one guy down and then tries to get up a fence and the other guy like beats up Wally and says, Stay away from Rachel, she's my girl and I was like is that her actual boyfriend or is it like a mob thing? I was like, I didn't even understand what this was. I'll try but- to explain this because it is very this is exactly what I was gonna talk about this back and forth because yeah. it's very confusing. Essentially, what is happening here is what we know is the company's for sale. They've got a buyer. It's going to happen tomorrow. What has happened is the mob has essentially helped bankroll this company because powers, I guess, gotten to the mob for money. <sighs> this show is so complicated. So the mob <laughs> helped front him, and now they've helped arrange this sale. And I guess maybe the mob also has to do with them marking up the price of hmm. surplus. It doesn't know that really matters. But the mob and powers now that Henry's dead, needs Rachel's signature on the paperwork to sell the company. Oh, I didn't even get that. So the mob has been following Rachel around to ensure that nothing happens to her, so she'll show up at the party they're going to throw to sign the paperwork. And so when they see Wally talking to her, they basically send some goons to beat up Wally to say, like, that's my girlfriend, stay away from her, to, like, throw him off the I see. And all of that is just happening because they need Wally to leave his apartment so that Rachel can show up at Wally's apartment. He's gone, but Otto Man is there so that the two of them can flirt in in Wally's apartment while she's gone. And Otto can be mm. like, oh, uh, Wally works for me, so don't yes. worry about him. I'm in charge. And, like, Rachel doesn't seem to be she's, – she's worried that her dad got murdered for sure. But she's not hip to the, like, idea that the mob's involved mm-hmm. or that this sale is not bona fide. As far as she's concerned, she's going to a party that night to sign the paperwork with the new buyers. And she's telling all of this to Otto while they're flirting on Wally's couch. And Otto Man turns to her and says, and she's like, she's like, I'm a little nervous to go by myself. I, it'd be great if I had a date. And Otto Man turns to her and says, I'd love to go as a date with you. Also, I'm going to go as a millionaire, as a fake millionaire, and I'm going to try to buy the company up from the other buyers. And she looks at him and she's like, okay, I guess so. But like, Ottoman like invents this thing. There's no reason for yeah. any, like at no point in this plot do they have any concept this sales not legitimate. Honestly, I I must have just tuned out at a certain point because it's just like it seems like characters walking to scenes uh sort of apropos of nothing. They're just like they walk in, they talk with something, they move out somewhere else. And I'm always just at this point, I know like it's overly complicated for complicated sake, and it's just gonna get to the point where either Auto Man's going to absorb some bullets or he's just going to shock someone by seeing his appearance. That's what we're going to get to. So it, all this other stuff doesn't really matter. I mean, this is this is the worst offender of them all. Is this the one that, like, the plot points don't even connect? It's just, like, they're just, like, mo- moving forward on pure momentum and they just need to get Auto Man to this party. Right. He shows up at the party. We, we finally get the scene you've been waiting for where he plays piano real good. Yeah. And I, it's not even that good. It's okay. Well, and well, because they can't even show the hands, so they just have to have it from uh, uh, behind the piano. Um, but what I like is that the crowd 
loves that's it. how you know yeah like and it's a bunch of old people and they get up and they start clapping and they start dancing and and auto man's eating it up and, but the, the crowd they've never seen anything like it no one has ever played piano like auto man yeah yeah the stranger who showed up at this party for the sale of a company yeah and then auto man just, <laughs> he's just walking around he's chatting it up with like powers and powers his wife and there's like an old couple who's gonna buy the company so he's just chatting up with them and he's like in full like he basically is now he's a texas he's a texas sorry Texas cattle baron is mm-hmm. the is the concept of his character, and he's like he's bragging about how the whole soap opera Abilene is based on him and his family. He like openly brags about murdering a judge for some reason. That's right. Yeah, it gets weird because it gets to the point where this is what I don't I didn't think it worked. It's not even that he's using the tropes of a soap opera. No, he's just he's back an, to Mr. Otto. Yeah, he's back to Mr. Otto, and but he's saying. Just so you guys know, I'm so awesome. These people have based a show on me, and this is all real. Oh, yeah, and also I kill people and stuff. And everyone's like, that's shocking. And he's like, big deal. You've never seen an oil baron? No one can touch me. That's how rich I am. And it's just like, but cattle. What? He got rich on cattle, not Whatever. oil. Whatever. <laughs> you know how cattle gets you so rich? Yes, yes. I think at some point it's partly there for the joke that someone asks him, like, how many head of steer do you raise? And he's like, I raise the whole steer. Because <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Um... This is all going on. This is like a long sequence. Like Wally shows up halfway because he left a note on the computer for Wally saying, I'm going to a party for no apparent reason. Yeah. Wally shows up and uh, Auto Man has to like improv. So he's like, this is my accountant. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's just, it's such an odd show. What I really like though is when Wally walks in, Auto Man's like in full like dirt bag mode. So he's like, here comes the little guy. <laughs> um and it's so funny too. Like Powers is there with his wife. You know he's really holding court, Auto Man. And Powers' wife is like literally throwing herself at Auto Man in front of her husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no, nobody cares. It's just like Auto Man's an eleven. It's fine. Yeah. And it's at this point that Auto Man is gets to the point where he's like, oh, uh, now that I'm talking to Powers and the very elderly couple who's going to buy the company from him is here. I'm going to like now be like, hey, I've just showed up here. You can trust me. I'm a I'm a very rich man. I would like to buy this company for cash. I don't even, and they're like, you don't even know what we're selling it for. Like the old man's like, you don't even know the price, and the paperwork's almost done. I think he said, doesn't he say like, I'll just give him double or no, something like that? No, I think like he's, like, he's like, I'll, I'll add twenty percent to whatever right. it is. And like Powers is like, I gotta I gotta go talk to somebody, and he runs off because that's so much money. And Auto Man and I, I the, later they'll kind of like say it's like Auto Man's trying to help this couple by protecting them from what uh, this fraudulent deal they don't know it's a fraudulent deal they don't know anything but he's yeah. like i'm trying to help them so what auto man does is he turns this elderly couple and he tells the old man that his wife slept with the entire dallas cowboys team i know and, and it's, I, it's, I it's like, it's like happening here it's like yeah the point being i'm gonna do something really gross and rude to turn them off so much they leave but in fact i'm actually a really good guy because i've saved them for this bad deal and it's like this is this is the way we're doing this. And it like save you could have just a deal. I know it's like you could just stop. Uh, you could just stop the bad guys, and that's how it stops the deal. I, it just it's just like so rude to yeah. the point of just like it's just like beyond like it's and it's not even like a sod like this is at the point where I'm like oh this isn't even a kid show because what he's saying here is so adult. Yeah. Is and again, but I, I, on another you know point that we've made before is his character. Is that a trope of, of soap operas? That he's that evil? Is that what he's supposed to be? Well, and the thing is, like, obviously the old couple is super offended. Yeah. But every other person there, and it's only women they cut to, is, like, so turned on. Just like, no, this this man is, like, the grossest human being. Like, this is not working. This is not yeah. going to work for you. <laughs> right? It works for Rachel. Uh, they love it. They love it. Um, 
Powers, though, he runs off to find Ed, and he's just like, Ed, you'll never believe it. This even richer man who knows about the company. So Ed picks up the phone and has the mob run a computer check on <laughs> Mr. Otto. And he's like, well, turns out he's very rich. But, I mean, Ed, as seems to be the case with a lot of these bad guys, is just, like, very skeptical still. He's just like, this seems unlikely, I gotta yeah. say. What's even more bizarre in this sequence, they're like, do a, run a computer check. How rich is Otto? Blah, blah, blah. Should we buy it? No, this is insane. There's a knock on the door. And Detective Curtis has shown up to the party to inform them that a traffic helicopter has also crashed with a faulty rotor. And this time they bothered to look at the serial number on the rotor and tracked it back to their company. And he's like, but that's all. And Detective Curtis just walks out of the party. Like, it's not like I'm here to tell you, like, we yeah. caught you. He's just there to tell them another helicopter crashed. And it looks like your company's involved. But I'm investigating an unrelated murder, so I got to go. <laughs> you just They just had to have him in. Go back to the party. Mr. Otto. Otto Man is supposed to be there to, like... At this point, it seems very clear Otto Man is there to kibosh this deal and, like, yeah. stop the mob. Except now he turns to Rachel and is just like, hey, you want to get out of here? And Rachel's like, yeah, my dad has a beach house down the road. Do you want to go there instead and, like, forget about whatever's happening? Whatever plan we came here yeah, to Yeah, he's like, he's like, you know what? Absolutely. Let's get out of here. They hop in his automobile, take off. We do the exact same gag as last episode. The mob tries to follow them so they yeah. can keep track of Rachel. They're like, oh, that car made a 90-degree turn. I bet we can. Nope, they can't. <laughs> that gag played the third time now. That gag happens. Yeah. Cut back to the party. A butler walks up to Wally and says, oh, uh, your buddy left. Here's a note he left you. And Wally's like, oh, I got to drive to this beach house now, I guess. Yeah, where, where Auto Man is kind of seducing her, but also not. Like, he knows he's seducing her, but then he's like, by the way, it's not going to happen. Well, he's just like, he gets to the point where he's like going to do something with her. And he's just like, this is where the commercial break happens. That's right. That's the gag. And yeah. she's like, you're so funny. And he's just like, no, I don't like, I don't know what happens now. And she's like, you're so funny. And he just keeps saying, he's just like, I don't know what happens at this point. Cause I've only ever seen a television. She's like, you're such a card. I was like, yeah. what? How like, yeah. And then I think Wally shows up pretty much immediately. Yeah. Well, we kind of missed a little bit here. They get to, they, when they get to the beach house, <laughs> they look in the mailbox and there's that floppy disk. Thing that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, this is what's crazy. Auto Man puts it into the computer, looks at it, and he's just like, oh, so this is what's been happening this whole time. They've been selling surplus auto parts. I've had no clues whatsoever, but somehow I've also solved the whole crime before we yeah. got to the beach. Yeah. Like, and it, I like that as an audience member, you you were supposed to have been tracking this disc this the whole time. <laughs> that you haven't seen since the first episode, the first you know part minutes. of the episode. And you're like, okay, sure, that disc. I don't even remember. Whatever. And yes, Wally shows up, and, he's just, and they're like, Wally, we discovered the crime is defective parts or something. And then the mob shows up because uh, they're like, oh, uh, we've lo we lost the will. We were following them, but they probably just went to the dad's beach house. <laughs> and they only show up because they're like, all right, we need you to sign the paperwork now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably, thankfully for us, the a video file we've got uh, is missing a reel. <laughs> yeah, it was, right? Basically, he shows up. The mob showing up. We know it's going to happen. They're like, yeah. oh, you discovered the faulty parts, which aren't really faulty. They're just surplus, but we just don't want to tell anybody. Uh, also, we need you to sign the paperwork to complete the sale. I, mean, I guess they're not going to sell to Mr. Otto. They're just going to continue selling to yeah, the company. because he seems sketchy, to be fair. Um, and then we're going to murder you all after you sign, because I guess you know too much or whatever. Uh, there seems to be a missing scene, but the missing scene is just we cut to them, and Otto's now beating up all the guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, Ed, the main mob boss, has got like Rachel at gunpoint. He's like, I'm kidnapping her. Goodbye. And we just end up in another chase. He gets in his car, drives away. Yeah. They're like, cursor, Make call a wall. the autocopter. Yeah. They fly in the autocopter. Cursor 
put a wall in the middle of the road forcing him to stop. Wouldn't it have been better if he just like smashed into and killed everybody? Yeah. Like well, it's it's always this thing, and I and I I know it's just it's a kind of a kids' TV. But the thing that Cursor makes always just seems kind of lame. It's like I made a wall in the road. Yeah. And there's just so many other things you could have done. Well, forces them to stop. They land the helicopter, which should take like 15 minutes to do, but they land instantaneously. The mobster is arrested because all the cops show up because I guess they call Detective Curtis. Rescue the girl. I like that they're they're pulling the mobster out of the car and he's just like, eh, I could have sworn there's a wall there, but uh, I don't know. Like he's so nonchalant about the yeah. like there's no wall anymore. Yeah. And then Wally watches as Ottoman takes Rachel to the side. They make out a bit. You just cut to Wally smiling a huge grin as he watches. <laughs> and then uh, like they just have a weird character. They're like, well, let's break up now. And she's like, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, you have to resolve Episode's this. Episode's over. Yeah, and then, but, and uh, we mentioned it uh, on the last episode that every episode ends in the police department, except this end episode. It goes to Wally's apartment. Captain Boyd is there. And he, yeah, they all, they, Captain Boyd's there. They like show up with like champagne. Yeah, it's Captain Boyd. It's Roxanne. It's Detective Curtis. They've all shown up at Wally's house to celebrate Wally successfully solving the case with champagne. Up till now, Captain Boyd has hated Wally, but now yeah. he's and he, well, Captain Boyd is like it's vintage champagne. He spent a lot of money on. This he also champagne. like he, yeah he knows where Wally lives and seems very comfortable. Like he's been there many times. It's so crazy because they go in, they're celebrating, and uh, they're like, "What were you up to?" Wally's like, "Oh, I'm just working on my computer." And Captain Boyd's just like, "This guy's always working on his computers. I love computers." <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "That's it. That's the episode." Well, the real gag at the end, and I'm just gonna read the quote because it's so stupid. Okay. But he's like, "He's like, what are you doing on your computer, Wally?" Uh, Wally says, "I just figured out." How many points to give a divorcee for having an affair with a plastic surgeon? I don't get it. I still don't get it. It's because he's been working on the Abilene game. Oh. And he's like... I Literally, my note is, I don't get the plastic surgeon joke. And at this point, the only thing that happens in computer games is you get points. Oh. So he's just like, in the game, he has a scene where, as a divorcee, you can have an affair with a plastic surgeon, and he's giving you 500 points for doing so. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad I didn't get that joke. I was also like, are you telling your boss you have another job? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. But that, yes, of course, we wrap up with a little Captain Boyd button. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's the last two episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. This show. I feel like I know we're getting into ratings now. It's not that the show has gotten progressively worse, but I feel like my threshold for forgiveness is dwindling. Well, I will say, when you started the episode, we're going to create our own episode of it. And you, you did the very much that, like pulling balls out of a thing and that's mm. how you write the episode i was gonna say it then but i waited till we we're done this episode you had too many balls in that hat they only they only have like four balls and one of them is auto rich man rich bad man yeah 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 uh car turn right fast other uh, guy <laughs> crash like they only have like three yeah. or four actual ideas because now auto man has been a rich bad guy Three episodes in a row. Yeah. In a row. Yeah, where he's called Do- uh, Mr. Otto. I think he had a slightly different name in this last one, but it doesn't matter. Like, he's the same character yeah. every time. But what they do to- I mean, I'll grant you, he's it's the it's when this actor is the best, when he's playing like this kind of smarmy rich yes. jerk. He's great at it, Yeah. but to do it three times in a row. But what it is, is it's to distract you from realizing that this is this, they have the same gags and the same plot devices over and over and over. We're going to make- the most convoluted story <laughs> that you could ever watch in a TV show and only barely explain it by the end because really it's just going to be those same elements you see every episode. Yeah, it's, it's very funny to me that they basically played the same card every time. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. and I, I don't know. I mean, I will say I enjoy it the most when 
the actors playing Auto Man like that. Like that's yeah. when it's the most enjoyable. But it's also I'm just like, just make this the show. Then make Auto Man an evil hologram who's very rich. Yeah, I guess so. Well, why don't we do the ratings? What do you want to give the first episode, episode four? I mean, Ships in the Night is not very good. No, I agree with you. Um, my note, just you know, before I give my score, mine was this needs more rewrites. I I feel like of almost all the episodes, this episode felt in some ways the most overwritten and the most underwritten of an episode we have. Like the like the weakest idea and the most overwritten to make this weak idea seem like yeah, an episode. Yeah. And I mean, these two, it's so funny because you said it earlier and we've talked about this another like the idea this is just a kid show to be a little more forgiving. I now don't think it's a kid show anymore. Like these last two episodes were hypersexual. Yeah. We didn't talk about it, but I we... mean, it could just be the time period, though. It could be what was allowed for a kids show is much more adult than what's allowed now. I yeah, I I just think I, but I think it's the thing is like it's not. I don't think they think they're aiming at kids. I think they are. I think they are aiming older because like mm. they really like they want a plane to crash into camper, so it's a real tragedy. Like literally, the start of the uh, the San Cristobal one is just like you could sell cocaine. It's just like mm. it's like such a button for like oh this is gonna be this is gonna be a real like dramatic episode uh we didn't talk about it but when Otto is shooting craps at that casino he's literally standing next to a woman with no clothes on <laughs> yeah i just like and i'm just like okay well this is not aimed at children clearly like this is clearly aimed at an adult audience but the intellectual level of the writing is for children, children. <laughs> this is why it's so confusing yeah uh, i'm gonna go 3.5 for ships in the night. We're very, very similar. I thought I was going to go harder than you, but I'm going to give it a 4 to 10. And it's just for the reasons we said. It's just, it's a weird show that doesn't, it's not that it hasn't gelled because it knows what it is. It's just what it is is not very good. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it just, is, it doesn't seem like they know, like, let's talk about the next one, I guess. But because they repeat so much, like, it's, it's a new crime, a new plot. The mob's back. So the mob's come Always. back again. And then the last half very much mirrors what we saw in Ships in the Night. It's like Otto plays a rich bad guy. Yeah. A little different re- way to use him. They use it differently, mm-hmm. but it's still like back to that well. Um, but all of that said, I did like it more. Like, I did too. The second episode I thought was a little bit better. I, yeah, I, I liked it more. It was more enjoyable. Like it was so confusing, but it, at least it was fun, mm-hmm. uh, which is the way I felt about the one where he's a gangster the whole time uh i'm gonna give it a four though still because i'm just like uh, it's just a rethread of so much we've seen already yeah i'm i'm similar i'm gonna give it a five a little bit higher um i think it was like right down the middle of what this show could be but much better than the first episode absolutely absolutely uh jordan we've watched Hmm. three we've done three full podcasts about it which means it's time to uh check the old computer 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 Continued red computer. Holy moly, that took a while to get there. Um, it has been a while. We've got to really brush this thing down because I don't even remember. It's been months now since we've touched this computer. Does it even work? Does it even work? I mean, you were using it earlier. It took seventeen hours, but <laughs> I forgot I used it earlier. Uh, but yeah, so that, now that you've got it warmed up with that game, hopefully yeah, 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 we can yeah, get yeah, there yeah. a little quicker. It's been a while, actually, too. Since I think we've watched a show where I literally didn't know where we were at. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly am just like, are we? I don't think we're under five. I I, I think it's gonna be. Real I think it's close. very close. But I think we're over five. I think we we're gonna keep watching this show. All right, let, give me a second. Let me punch the numbers in. All right, Jordan, are you sitting down? Yeah, let me check. Yep, hey, yeah, definitely yep, sitting down. I can down. see that now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I confirm he is sitting down. So, 
I punched in the computer. I continued to rank computer. Computer. And uh, the current series average is 5.25. Ooh, it was close. I, I knew. I knew it wasn't going to go under. It's it's riding a razor's edge, and uh, it's, it's it's that triple six that it got that one time that really helped it. It's true. That triple six is holding it above yeah, the line yeah. for sure. I'm curious if it will, will keep going. It's gonna have to really pick up its game, though. Yeah, I don't think it will. I mean, let's be fair. I don't think it will. It's really treading water right mm-hmm. now. It's treading water, and we're how many episodes? Five episodes in. So I I don't think the future's too bright for this show. And we had talked about this, Kevin, because Kevin. At some point, it told us he he snuck to peek ahead, and he thought we he 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 suspected it would follow some of the tricks we'd seen in some of these other periods of time. So I honestly, at this point, thought we'd see like a doppelganger, mm-hmm. but we're not even seeing them run some like of the expected plots I'd expect to see. We're just seeing them run the same plot, the same them, plot, yeah. which is baffling. Well, I'm waiting for him to become a bachelor or something, you know, like an auction or something like that. Or anyway, <laughs> he he goes to a. A hologram tan where it's run by women. That's right. That's right. Great, 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 great. Anyway, that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, you'll have to come back soon to find out what the continuing adventures mm-hmm. of us and Auto Man. But in the meantime, you can email us at gmail.com. At continuumdrag at gmail.com. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, if you've got any thoughts on Auto Man, it's very funny. We have two guests. Our first two guests on this were very, are very excited about Auto Man, so they're very interested yeah. in where this is going. And I like feel guilty we're getting so close to rejecting, but at the same time being like, I don't want to watch too much more <laughs> of this. Um, and, of course, on Instagram and Twitter, we'll have some clips from these two episodes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I think there's an electricity kiss. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, oh, I don't know. I can't remember what Car happened. turning right. Car turning right, maybe. I don't know. Maybe some gambling. <laughs> um, but yes, of course, the handle on our uh, social media is at Continuum Drag. Mm-hmm. And that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, so, listener, thank you for joining us. And, Jordan, see you next week. I will see you then. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rex Seedler. Produced by Jordan Dulloch and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Hughes.